0: Welcome to the Psalms, a call to words podcast where timeless truths shape today's words. I am your host, David Bunce, and I hope that you will be blessed as we journey through the great songbook of the Bible. Psalm 119, verses 81 through 88. Introduce us to the psalmist in a time of great need and distress. Spurgeon observes that his enemies have brought him to the lowest condition of anguish and depression. Yet, he is faithful to the law and trustful in his God. This octave is the midnight of the psalm, and very dark and black it is. Stars, however, shine out, and the last verse gives promise of the dawn. In the deepest, darkest moments of our lives, we can have hope and trust in the promises of God, and that even when all seems lost, He is with us with promises that He will uphold as the covenant keeping God. Psalm 119, verses 81 through 88. My soul longs for your salvation. I hope in your word. My eyes long for your promise. They have almost made an end of me on the earth, but I have not forsaken your precepts. In your steadfast love, give me life, that I may keep the testimonies of your mouth." Samuel Rutherford, commenting on this section of the psalm, says, O stout word of faith, though he slay me, yet I will trust in him. O sweet epitaph, written upon the gravestone of a departed believer, namely, I died hoping, and by dust and ashes believe in life. Hold fast Christ in the dark. Surely you will see the salvation of God. What in a wonderful hope that we have that in the face of such utter darkness and despair, even when our eyes grow dim, even when we are, as the psalmist says, like wineskins in the smoke, so even if we're just down to our last ounce of strength, that there is nothing left, our soul faints, we come to the ends of ourself This is a desperate place, but we do not have to be despairing. In 2 Corinthians 4, 8-9, we're reminded we are hard-pressed on every side, yet not crushed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Struck down, but not destroyed. This is the hope of the Christian. We are not done because God is continues to show us grace, and He gives us life. Each breath we have is a gift from God, and we should recognize it as a grace of God. Again, Spurgeon, he says this is a a grace, which is the living power, which survives that which would suffocate all other forms of existence. Fire cannot consume it, and smoke cannot smother it. A man may be reduced to skin and bone, and all his comfort may be dried out of him, and yet he may hold fast his integrity and glorify his God." Again, in the beginning, considering the darkness of moments in our lives, and certainly in this time for the psalmist, we do see the stars in the darkness. We are able to see God's brightness and glory even in the valley. And the hope is not that we will always escape it quickly, but that God will be with us and His presence with us even in the darkness. But that does not mean that the darkness is pleasant. It does not mean that our struggle against the flesh and against the sin and against world that endures, we are uh, often asked the question like the psalmist does, honestly, how long must your servant endure? How long is it going to be? How long do I have to keep putting up with these difficulties and the sins and the struggles within my own heart? And even those who bring a evil against me, how long do I have to endure this? But that's not what causes us to walk on with consistency and faithfulness. It is not the idea that we are just going to have to keep enduring difficulty. It's that God is present with us. And so, what we do is the opposite of the wicked ones. They dig pitfalls for people. They don't live according to the law of God. But instead, the godly lives according to the Word of God and continues to trust in the Lord, refuses to be a Uh, harm to other people, but instead a vessel and an instrument of mercy. The wicked have done all of these things, but for the righteous, we should continue to trust in the salvation of God, to hope in Him, to remember that God is gracious and good and kind, and He will comfort His people, that even in the midst of our darkness and hardest, difficult times of the soul, we are not done because God is continually with those who are His. We should remember God's statutes, His promises that are made to the ends of the earth that endure forever, and we should not forsake what God has called us to do. It's easy when all things are going well and all is right to simply continue in what uh, we are doing, but when things are hard and difficult, it really tests us. It causes us to question Uh, what we really value, what we really love, and if our actions will continue even when we don't see the results of those actions. In other words, faithfulness to God should not be determined by circumstance. Faithfulness to God should be determined by our love for Him and our trust in His steadfast love. This very final verse is, in your steadfast love, the psalmist pleads with God, give me life, let me live. Why? That I may keep the testimonies of of your mouth. Have you thought about the purpose and intent and goal of your life is in part to keep the testimonies of God? What God has spoken, we live for His glory and pleasure. And so, when we are in the deepest, darkest valleys, we can call out to God honestly, earnestly, say, Lord, how long will I have to endure this? And then remind our hearts and our minds that God has already promised that he will be with us, that he will never forsake us, that he will vanquish and destroy the enemies and the foes that seek to do us harm, and in the midst of it all, we can be like Jonathan Edwards, who in his resolutions wrote that if anyone else is going to follow God, that he will. If no one else will follow God, he still will. We should endure with a joyful faith that recounts the faithfulness of God and a trusts in the words that he has given. One final Spurgeon word, he says, if we are resolved to die sooner than forsake the Lord, we may depend upon it that we shall not die, but shall live to see the overthrow of them that hate us. Let us endure with faithfulness to God and trust him with the outcome of all things, even the rescue through difficult situations. Let's pray. Lord, we love you. Thank you for your steadfast love. Thank you for the testimonies you have given us. Thank you for your law, which is good for us. We follow you and obey you and delight in you because of who you are, that you are good and you are sovereign and you are gracious. Lord, let us endure joyfully even in the face of darkness, knowing that you have conquered death and the grave and you have promised us life eternal, and that even in the darkest, deepest valleys, you have not forsaken us. Again, you will lead us to greener pastures and to still waters because of your presence. Help us, Lord, to follow you, to delight in you, to resist the wicked, and to do so in the power and strength of the gospel, knowing that even the most vile and wicked can be rescued. Use us, Lord, as ambassadors to this world for the glory of Jesus Christ and the good of others. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to The Psalms, a Call to Words podcast. For more content, just visit calledtwowords.com. I hope you will join us again next time for more riches from the Psalms.